I bet you never thought you'd be talking about this today. <laughs> you're you're so you ready. Drink anyone Maybe if you show a little bit of cleavage. Maybe you're acting too smart. You're a boss. I just don't understand why you don't have a boyfriend. I would marry you. You're a tequila you're lover. You're not a party. party. You're, you're, you're the Chargers. Number one Welcome back to your Such a Catch. I'm Erin, and today I'm bringing you another live chat from Meet in Malibu, an event hosted by Modern Day Wife. I hope you've enjoyed the previous two episodes, Moving Past Murder with Collier Laundry and Drink Wonder Dust with Casey Kammer. The conversations couldn't be more different and at the same time, both inspiring and intriguing in their own right. Today's conversation is equally as incredible and my guest is someone you'll recognize. I remember thinking to myself when I found out she was going to be a guest on my show, this is huge. That's what she said. Oh my God, what did I say? Do you recognize that voice? You might know her as Trudy Monk from USA Network's Monk or Tammy Cashman on Amazon Prime's Transparent Perhaps as the iconic Jan Levinson from NBC's The Office. That's right, I got to snort, laugh, and cry with the talented Melora Hardin. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy to be here with you. Oh, You're gorgeous. Thanks, thanks. You're absolutely You're so gorgeous. Thank You're you. absolutely gorgeous. How's your day been? Very good, very good. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Oh my Just goodness. I saw my daughter and her friend arrived, so I'm, oh. I'm so beautiful oh my god well yeah she takes after you you know what i'm saying she takes after you oh, so amazing. tell me like what is it like to be in this setting i mean you're the person everybody wants to talk to and i feel so blessed that you're sitting across from me right oh, now oh you're so sweet yeah. that's so nice oh it's wonderful it's so wonderful when you feel that your work has made a difference for people and it made people brought people joy brought people Laughter brought people tears and made them think maybe a little deeper into something. So it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Out of all the things you've done, out of acting, out of dancing, out of advocating, like all the things, what's your favorite? What brings you the most joy? All of it does. I've been singing and dancing and acting all my life. And my creativity and my creative juices are always flowing and I always have new ideas, new ways to express. And I think that whenever I'm being creative, that's when I'm the most joyful and I can be creative in all those ways. Mm -hmm. Plus as a parent and as a mom and as a friend and as a wife and all those things, they're all creative expressions. So I can't really say one is better than the other. They're, they're all just, whenever something's a creative expression, I'm happy. <laughs> Do you ever find yourself in a place where like that creativity isn't coming to you or or maybe you get a little bit of imposter syndrome? Like I, I'm always curious, right? Because I look at somebody like yourself, but I have to think too, like I think of Oprah sometimes. I'm like, even Oprah has imposter syndrome at times. Like, how do you combat that? You know what I mean? Right. I don't know if I've ever had imposter syndrome. I mean, I was raised by, by two actors and my father's also a, a sculptor and an artist. So I, I think that I just have always relied on the ability to create. And if it, and if it's not through acting, then it's through dancing. I'll go to a dance class. If yeah. it's not through dancing, then it's through singing or I'll write right. a song or I'll write my journal or I'll plant a garden or like work on my garden or, connect you know, like nature, you connect with yourself. You're, yeah. are you spiritual? 
Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not religious, but I'm, but I am definitely spiritual. And I, I just think that connecting with, with, yeah, with the earth and with, mm-hmm. with other people, humans and other, other people is, is beautiful. So right. I don't know that I feel, I mean, I just feel like I'm just doing, I'm just doing the best I can. I'm just doing who I, who I'm doing me. Which is beautiful, and you're authentic, and I love that about you. So my friends will kill me if I don't bring up The Office, (laughs) which I don't know. I mean, so your thoughts, I mean, I've read some articles about how you never really felt as if you were truly, like, embraced or accepted. Is is that accurate? What do you mean? The article I read said that you kind of felt as if you didn't really have a place there. In The Office? It's funny. I mean, I guess at the moment, at the time we were making it, I think I did feel my character was separate from The Office. Mm-hmm. And so I think I was a bit separate from The Office. I also had a really different trajectory than everybody else. I mean, I started acting professionally when I was six years old. So it was just for me, I think The Office was like my 13th pilot. And I was just the one who just believed it a lot later than everybody else. I I didn't believe that we were success. I'd been in so many failed pilots and failed series that had been short-lived series that for me, it was just like, oh yeah, yeah, people are watching it. That's great. Okay, great. I think it wasn't until we won our first SAG award and I had to carry that heavy trophy around, which is made out of bronze and it's on a marble base. And I carried that thing around all night like this with with my my arm halfway up. And I, I woke up the next morning and my bicep was so sore, I couldn't lift my arm. And I thought, oh, I have physical proof, we're a hit. Like, right. oh, we're actually a hit. Yeah. So I think maybe that's the way that, like I was, that I felt like separate is just that I had more wariness and a little more experience of failed things. So I just was, I was more wary yeah. of like jumping into this idea of it being a, a great success. Sure. What I love too is you just kind of admitted that like nothing was going to stop you, right? You just said, well, I kind of got used to like failure. And I think a lot of people are scared of failure, right? They think like, ooh, I don't even want to try this because I could fail. But you're saying like, I embraced it. I learned from it. You put yourself back out there to then hit the success. The other thing is we don't connect over our successes. Human beings, we connect Mm. over our failures and through our failures. And it's, it's very important for people to realize. I think sometimes... People look at my career and they say like, oh yeah, how did you, you know, it's amazing. And you've had to fail a lot to be where I am. And I really like to remind young actors that and young entrepreneurs that you have to, you have to fail before you, before you get where I am. Mm-hmm. And you, you have to pick yourself up, clean yourself off and get back on the pony. Like, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. What's one thing that like one tidbit of advice that you think got you to where you are today? that you could lend to somebody else? I guess I would just say, gosh, it's hard. Uh, there's so many, there's sure. so many <laughs> little yeah. pieces of advice, but I would definitely say don't second guess yourself. Like if you have an instinct and you feel like it is true and it's resonating within your soul as your, what you think is your contribution, then go for it with everything you have and, and don't hold back and don't wait and just just give it what you can and don't judge because we can't know how we're going to how we're going to touch people yeah. and for me starting acting as young as i did i was when i was a kid i was just acting because it was fun because i loved it and it was fun and i was good at it and people kept hiring me 
Um, but I wasn't thinking, like as an adult, you kind of think, I hope that my work is touching people, moving people, changing people, making people think differently, question. But that's sort of the wonderful miracle of my documentary that I've been working on for the last four years, which is called Thunder Hunter and Me. And it's a story about when I was 10, I was on a series called Thunder about a wild black stallion that came running out of the forest when I would whistle and together we would go and save the day. And flash forward 40 years later, I was making a music video for a friend of mine, Paula Cole, for her 20th anniversary of one of her big hits, Where Have All the Cowboys Gone? And I needed a horse. And I called my producer and I said, do you know anyone in town who has a horse? And he said, yes. And I walked through her door and she says, oh my God, you were on Thunder. You were on my favorite show. You played Cindy Prescott. And it was just sort of this crazy serendipitous thing because I've been recognized for a lot of things I've done in my life, but not for Thunder. But Thunder was really a highlight in my acting career as a child because I had just said to my mom two weeks before I got Thunder, I want to do a show about a horse. So it was almost like I manifested that. You did manifest yeah, that. Yeah, I think yes, I manifested that. you did. You yeah. did. And, and then what came to pass was that we discovered, we ended up working together and we discovered that there was trauma and that I could, I could somehow be helpful. So that's what the whole documentary is about. It's about women holding women up, what it really takes to transform trauma and real life serendipity. And yeah, and sort of it took 40 years, but Thunder and Cindy, my character on Thunder, finally came to help. So oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah, so yeah. is that available for us to? Well, it will be soon. I'm okay. looking for a home for it right now. If people follow me on Instagram at Melora D. Harden, I will be, of Sharing course, talking it. about yes. it there. And through the documentary, I've also ended up have a, a line of wallpaper that is that is actually an extension of the documentary, weirdly, <laughs> that I will also be talking about oh, on Instagram, amazing. which I'm, I'm about to launch very soon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so yeah, exciting. So oh, my gosh. Exciting. Well, I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, thank and you. And I so appreciate you. you being here. Oh, I mean, you're thanks. just you're just glowing. Thank if you. I can ask you one last thing as a woman who's in the spotlight all the time obviously we're all getting older we're all aging gracefully like how do you do that and I feel like there's a lot of pressure and on my podcast I talk a lot about falling in love with the woman that you see in the mirror that self-love piece so can you speak to how you've been able to do that because you're so graceful and so beautiful but it's like from the inside out too Aww, you know thanks. what I mean thanks I mean I would just say to, I think aging is a really wonderful thing. And I think that we have a weird perspective on it in society. My dad, who's going to be 93 in November, he says, you got to celebrate every birthday because there's only one other option. Mm. And I think that, I think that we want to keep celebrating ourselves. I think we want to keep celebrating what it means to, to get older and what that experience of life has given us. And, and you can still be beautiful and you can still be sexy and you can still be in learning and a, a continual student of life, which I think keeps you vital. And I think you want to stay vital and you want to, your, your health is super important, but you should be doing that from a place of inside, from what feels good, what tastes good, what, what weight feels good, not looking in the mirror like oh it has to look like this I think it has to look like what it feels like yeah and that's the important thing so I think yeah connecting to what it feels like and also maybe maybe a deeper connection with loss in the sense that we start losing things from the day we're born and I think the more you can embrace that and the more you can give way to that like 
you know, people that have were just sort of would drink a beer every night with dinner at a certain point in their lives. They can't do that unless they want to have a giant beer belly. Right. And they have to get to where they can lose that. Mm -hmm. They can just say, well, now's the time for me to I had that like mm -hmm. I had that time that I got to indulge in that. Yeah. And now I need to lose that. Have the relationship with whatever grieving you need to do around those things that we need to lose. But I think the more sober you can be about what what that relationship is with loss, I think the more joyful you, you, you get become. to be. Yeah. I think that hit me really hard. I felt myself getting really emotional. So I'm literally a week and a half post-op, like surgery. I made a decision to get an explant to take out my implants because I thought they were making me ill. Wow. And so as you're sitting here talking about loss, I'm thinking to myself, how many years did I endure sickness in all wow. the physical ailments and causes of that wow. because I was scared to give it up. Right. And so like, I'm a huge believer in things happen for a reason. And yeah. you sitting here in front of me saying that to me, it just like, yeah, but it's like, you're giving me permission to embrace that. Yeah. And, yeah. And thank you for that. Cause wow. I needed that. So yeah. thank you. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. And you look beautiful. So yeah, well, I mean, I'm your, a big your boots bruise, are beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> It's one of those things. That's why I'm so fascinated to know, like, just how you do it. Because you do it so gracefully. <laughs> Thank and you. Thank I you. feel like this is a step in that direction. But yeah. you talking about that loss piece, is, it's huge. I think, sure, I've lost something, but I'm also gaining oh, yeah. so much more. Well, you're gaining your own, your own, you're empowering yourself to be healthy and feel good. I mean, that's, that's much bigger than right. anything <laughs> you lost. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> You're gaining Amen. a lot more than you lost there. <laughs> Amen. I bet you never thought you'd be talking about this today. <laughs> You're like, how'd that interview go? Oh, we talked about, yeah, Aaron's surgery. Oh, my God. But I just adore you. Oh, Thank that's you awesome. so much Thank you. It was so nice. Thank yes. you for having oh me. Oh, my God. You're great. <laughs> You're great. Um, I love this woman. Oh, my God.